Hello and welcome to Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. My name is Catherine McPhail. I'm your host. I am an architect working in eastern Massachusetts and my specialty is renovations and additions to existing homes. This podcast is meant to be a library of information for homeowners who will be undertaking a renovation soon and want to learn all they can about various aspects of home renovations. So what we're doing today is a three-part interview with Ron Pike of Alpine Environmental, and he his specialty is lead, mold, and asbestos remediation. So really important subjects. Maybe we just want to ignore it and hope it won't make a difference in our own renovations, but the reality is, at least here in the Northeast and in other parts of the country where there's older housing stock, um, it definitely is an issue. The lead is an issue. My oldest child was uh, had lead poisoning. He had high a lead level, so we had to get our house deleaded. And I was really concerned about um, just replacing the trim in my Victorian house with some plain old flat stock trim. I didn't want to do that, so it got very involved and kind of overwhelming. And um, anyway, it doesn't have to be that way. Just knowing a little bit about what's happening before we start the renovation just helps everybody just stay calm and take care of of the lead that may be in your house ahead of a renovation and not try to live through something that's going to be toxic. So without further commentary, here's my conversation with Ron. I'm ready to go. I was born ready. Okay. (laughs) I'll try. I'll try to be. (laughs) Okay. So Ron, thank you for joining me today. I'm talking to Ron Pike of Alpine Environmental. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, I'm so happy that you joined me, and um, you're kind of a celebrity, actually, from what I hear, right? <laughs> I mean, you oh, certainly are sure. in the in the lead mold and asbestos world, but um, you've been on, is it eight episodes of This Old House? Yes, or yes, yeah, we, we, do their, we do their dirty work for them. We've been working with them for about 10 years now, so it's, uh, I guess if that's, uh, in my little world, I guess that's, uh, that, that's a good, it's a good thing. It's a, it, not yeah. quite celebrity status, but I'm, I'm very oh. happy and proud to be working with those guys. They're a great, great bunch of people over there. Yeah, it's a great show. Uh, have you heard their new podcast? Uh, no, I have not. Yeah, it's called Clear Story. Be, should... It's pretty good. Oh, good, yes, I, heard, I have heard about that. I gotta, I gotta. Yeah, I put that on my to-do list. Yeah, they're good people. It's forty. This is their fortieth birthday this year. Fortieth anniversary, which is not a normal anniversary for a TV show. So no, uh, it's not. Oh, that's great. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So you are. You want to say a little bit about what your company does? Your well. Alpine Environmental. We started about boy twenty twenty nine years ago now, and uh, and we started by getting into the uh, the lead abatement field. with, with a with an eye towards preserving the the architecture and not just going in there and saying hey your all your lead hazards are gone and, and by the way I'm sorry we sort of destroyed all the woodwork in your house and your yeah. windows don't work anymore which mm-hmm. is kind of the lead paint abatement um, you know, perspective from 20 30 years ago and, and still is to a great extent so we went in there with the uh, with a with an eye towards uh, uh, you know, making sure that the environmental compliance is paramount but also just as important making sure that the architecture and the look of the house, the, the carpentry, uh, all, all the period details that makes these places so special, uh, that we respect it and that the, uh, the, the, the homeowners have something that they, they can walk into their home when we're done and go, oh, the place looks great, not, oh, I see we've been delighted, which was, yeah. <laughs> which was uh, not, not always something that you want to be 
uh, proud of. Um, so, but, but removing the lead hazard without damaging the house has been our uh, our focus for uh, for a long time. It's been our hallmark. And then we branched into um, also lead abatement. I'm sorry, mold abatement, mold remediation in about 2003, which is a, normal, a close cousin. And then uh, two years ago, we got into asbestos, which is. Uh, uh, and they're all basically from the same family tree in the environmental abatement world. So it, it's in mm-hmm. uh, a lot of residential work, a lot of older homes, and uh, and with an eye towards you know keeping keeping the places looking good. So that's a lot of kind of scary news for homeowners. I feel like lead, mold, and asbestos are the things you don't really want to deal with. I think people don't want to think for about sure. that in their houses. So we are going to break this up into three parts. So we're, this is the first podcast is going to be about lead and then we'll and then we'll move on to mold and asbestos sure later on but um so since we're talking about lead right now uh what's the most important thing that you think people should know about lead in their homes when they're planning to renovate when when you're living in a home that's lead painted let's face about 70 percent or more i forget the exact number but the boston area depends on where you're looking 70 plus percent of the homes are built well before 1978 um and and frankly anything that was built before 1970 or so they started to phase the lead out but there's lead everywhere and we're not talking about just a little bit here and there there's anywhere from five to ten pounds of lead in one gallon of lead paint so if you look at these old recipes, um, it's, it's, it's amazing. They, they would use 100 pounds of lead carbonate to make seven gallons of paint. I'm holding a little jar in my hand right here, actually a little can. <laughs> it says the recipe right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you're talking about is you have a large amount, and lead is a neurotoxin. And it's also really, really handy. It, it, when you put it on your, on your woodwork, you look at these Victorians, these, even these colonials that are the, the Greek revivals, for example, 180 years old. And they have original woodwork and it looks beautiful because it's been protected by lead paint and also it's old growth wood. That's another thing too, but the combination is hard to beat. Nothing beats it. Um, in its condition, if, it, if you're not touching it, it doesn't jump out and get you. It's not, it's not, there's nothing, um, there's no gaseous you know, uh, you know, release or anything like that. It, it, if, it's, if it's stable and it's in good shape, it's, it's really not a harm. When you're doing reno- renovations, now, now we're talking because uh, now you have to do a lot of uh, disturbing of these surfaces. You have to take down walls or pull off woodwork. Um, and even you know, when you're living in your home, uh, even on a pre-renovation, uh, just dealing with, if you have old windows, old lead painted windows, that is something that is always contributing to your lead level in your homes. It's always kicking up a little bit of dust and there's a ton of lead in your average old rope and pulley window. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're doing renovations is when things are really heightened because now you're taking that literally hundreds of pounds of lead in your home and, and you're, you're kind of kicking it up. So it, it, you have to be very, very careful. So how, how does one go about being careful with that? Or some well, contractors they, I've noticed, they don't actually seem to do much in the way of lead remediation when they're renovating. Yeah, unfortunately, the, um, there's a lot of misinformation and a lot of uh, pretty, pretty poor practices um, in the, in the renovation and the remodeling and in the, uh, even the painting world, uh, we, we see a lot of kids who are lead poisoned by that very process because all of a sudden, like I say, you got 500 pounds of lead inside your home, for example, that's just sitting there, but it's on the woodwork, it's on the mantle, it's on the windows, it's, it's not it's not really doing anything. But then you have a painter come in and just start sanding. He's going to do a nice prep shot for you. We're going to make this woodwork look great. And mm-hmm. then sanding, now he's kicking the dust up. And if, if it's not contained properly, 
um, a lot of damage happens. You, you have a, you can just imagine, you know, you got this uh, fine powder dust going everywhere, and that's when that's when the, the disproportionate amount of kids are actually exposed to the lead, and they, they do get poisoned. Mm. Um, so that's, I mean, frankly, that's what we come in um, because it's, it's a the the whole environmental abatement world is all about containment. Our whole world is in the, in the abatement world is containment. We are taking bad things out of good places. And in order to do that, you, you have to make sure you protect that good place. You just can't take it out and let the dust fly and the chips fall. Yeah. And then you go stomping through it and say, okay, move back in. <laughs> yeah. it's, all, it's all ready to go. Uh, you, you really do need to uh, uh, contain and contain and contain and, and, uh, and then clean when it's all done. And your average, your, your average contractor, there's no malice. These these people aren't doing what they do because they're trying to you know get away with something. They they truly just don't understand. There's a huge lack of knowledge out there in the contractor base. Yeah, they probably feel like they grew up in lead painted houses and they're fine. That's what people say. Oh, I've heard it. From, <laughs> yes, hear it all the time. Oh, I grew up with it. Well, I, I, look at me now. You know, I'm yeah. sure I could have been a neurosurgeon. Sure, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah I know that's, has their, that's it, right? Yeah. I mean, adults also get poisoned by lead. I think. I mean, if it's oh, in your house. And, yeah. 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 No, my grandfather got it occupationally. He, he was a typesetter back in New York City back, you know, whatever, 60, 80 years ago. And he, he had all sorts of nerve damage and, and health issues as a result of it. But nobody thought about it. Mm. You know, just do your job. Yeah. Um, so, so even though he knew he was sitting next to a boiling cauldron of lead, nobody said, hey, by the way, this is a neurotoxin. Oh, boy. Um, so, again, I don't think his boss was trying to necessarily hurt him. No. Um but it's just a, there's, there's a huge lack of understanding out there. So right. taking, well, you can live in a house with lead paint, but you just you have to always be aware of it. It's like living with anything else that's potentially hazardous. If you live in a, on a you have your oceanfront property in, in Gloucester and you got a little rock wall in your front yard, it goes down 20 feet. Well, you don't, if you don't put a fence, people are going to die, right? <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, I could live with, I could live with this hazard. It is a hazard, but if you appropriately fence it in or if you appropriately deal with it, it it's fine. Life is good. So what should homeowners be asking of their contractors when they are hiring them? Like how are they going to be dealing with the lead or should they get it the lead, <clears throat> the lead abated first or what should they do? Yeah. I, ideally, well, how we work with a lot of renovators and remodelers, they'll, they'll hire us to come in directly. Uh, either the homeowners will hire them, hire us directly or the contractors will. And, and we would do their quote unquote dirty work for them. We would go through there and take care of their, um, their, their selective demolition, maybe do their paint prep, everything under containment. And then we can turn the property over to the homeowner or the contractor. And now he could just do a nice safe job without worrying about disturbing anything less. Mm. So that, yeah. that's kind of the, the, the that's the breed standard. Short of that, um, there every everybody the EPA ten years it's going on ten years now back in 2010, uh, the EPA passed what's called the Renovation, Repair, and Painting Law or rule, the RRP rule, which um, if anybody in the business has pretty much heard about it, and uh, it's pretty much unfortunately universally ignored, mm. um, and that is that is a cold hard truth. And I, I just, I, I wish there was better uh, enforcement. I wish there was better um, education. But right now, and, 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 the, and the buyers, the, the, the consumers, the homeowners, they, they don't even know about it. And the realtors kind of sweep them through and the builders sweep them through. And they mm -hmm. don't, and nobody wants to talk about it. So um, what, is, unfortunately, what is that rule? It, it, it basically mandates lead safe work practices on mm -hmm. any residential home. 
Okay. When, you, when you're doing a renovation, if you're disturbing a certain amount of lead, which is which is you know, pretty much any any paint job or kitchen job, bathroom job, test it for lead or assume there's lead there, and then do the say you're doing a bathroom demo or you're, you're doing a bathroom full you know full gut rehab, which is your typical bathroom job, right? Okay. You go down to the studs, you pull up your floor, you 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 want to either a assume that there's lead before you go in there and take all that down. Um, and then make sure that we do it under containment, make it make it a safe project, or B, get it tested. And that's where the RRP law it, it mandates that um, that they either have to do lead safe work practices, or just or, or test it and find out, hey, there's nothing here that's lead. Now, just as a side note, because I'm an environmental contractor, I have to say you also have to test for asbestos too. I, I know we're going to talk about that next, but. Um, lead is a hazard as well as asbestos, certainly. And, you, and, you, and when you're doing a renovation, like I just described, you have to do an asbestos survey anyways. And that's another law to make sure that you're not kicking asbestos all over your house. Because these are the unseen hazards in, in your home. You know, mm. most people, again, no one's, no one's trying to hurt anybody. But most people just say, oh, I'm just going to knock it down, take it out. Let's, let's go. We, it's yeah. so the demolition. It's the unsexy part of a bathroom or a kitchen renovation. You're just, you're just taking stuff out, but a lot of damage happens during that potential. It potentially happens during that uh, phase. So if you go to a, um, let's say they haven't done any lead, um, they haven't dealt with the lead at all, and you go to uh, a construction site when it's under construction or when it's under, you know, they're, they're demolishing it, and you get, I mean, I assume then you will have some lead on your clothes and shoes and everything and in your hair. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you, Get rid of, if you've, if you've been to a site where you feel like maybe you've been exposed, how do you get rid of all that on your body? Can you just wash well, your clothes? And- yes, yeah, standard laundering is, is actually sufficient to take care of that and just taking a shower or whatever. Um, and, and lead is a heavy metal, it's a dust, it settles. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't, um, it, it doesn't, uh, it's not like it's radioactive or is a volatile organic compound or anything like that. It just basically it settles. And then what it does is you want to avoid it to get, avoid having it get into your system. And, and usually it's by breathing or ingestion, actually swallowing. Mm-hmm. So for a little kid, they're eating chips like little toddlers or you know, babies crawling around the floor. Mm-hmm. They see a, they, if they're in a dirty window well, for example, is loaded with old lead chips and glazing. They're doing hand to mouth. The one, two, three year old, they got their hands in their mouth all the time. Yeah. That's how they're getting lead poison. The kids don't run around chewing on lead paint. People, people always say, I don't chew on the woodwork. I'm fine. Nobody. I've been doing this for 30 years. I've had about 12 kids who've actually had what's called pica. Has nothing to do with my family name, but it's called pica, and it's a, it's a disorder that where they they just want to have stuff in their mouth and chew. It's, it's like a it's like a almost like an OCD kind of a disorder. I think I'm not a doctor. I don't I don't uh, pretend to know what the, uh, the all the mechanics are, but kids normally don't chew on the woodwork. Some of them do because of that disorder, but um, it's just hand to mouth, and then it's the breathing. So if, if mom and dad are painting, we had one family, just a quick, a quick aside, um, both of them are doctors. These are, these are people with, they had three, four kids out in Western Mass with a beautiful colonial 1760s. This is a while, this is a long time ago, um, probably about 15, 20 years ago. And they decided watching HGTV and all that, hey, they're, they're going to take their old colonial and do all the wainscoting and, and the, the kitchen doors. And they, they basically did a complete chemical strip of their kitchen. Mm-hmm. which is a long L. It's about a, about a 12 by 25 foot L. And they had four little kids all into like, so they, they, they want these medical doctors doing a little do, do it yourself DIY weekend project. They poisoned two of their kids. Oh boy. And that That's... results in IQ loss. That results in neurological damage. It results in so many issues that, that are completely avoidable. And here's people who are 
you know, I, I can't imagine what they were thinking, but they just didn't know there was that much lead and it was that much of a hazard. Yeah. And they were using peel away. We use peel away. It's a great stripper, but when you're doing any kind of, any kind of paint stripping, you always have dust. No matter they say, oh, I'm using chemical. It's fine. At some point in the process, you are sanding dry wood, mm-hmm. and that dry wood is impregnated with lead. So even even wet dust dustless chemical stripping is is not accurate. Anybody who says they're doing dustless chemical stripping on wood is um, actually not telling the truth. So um, these okay. poor people want them doing it to their own. They, they did it to their own family. Yeah, that's horrible. I mean, what, what what worst parental nightmare could you have? I know it's sad because um, they definitely didn't yeah, do it on little, purpose. Oh my God! Yeah, no, we we, we are mission driven over here. I just hey, you see this stuff, so we take it. We do take it seriously. And some of the some of the regulations are overkill. I get it, um, but um, better to be a little bit of overkill than to have that type of thing going on. So there really it's a it's a it's a tough battle to fight out there. So what if a contractor doesn't include anything and they notice that there's no. Um, I mean, they could ask, what are you going to do about lead? And then if they say, oh, it's just fine. And then they should just say, no, actually, I, I need to have it removed before you start. So it's, it's kind of on the consumer then to insist? It, it, is, it is caveat emptor. Yeah, the, the buyer has to really beware. It, it's up to, it's, unfortunately, it's mostly up to the buyer, but also just fi- find a good contractor. There's a lot of good contractors out there, some of whom are very good at doing the proper RRP. The, the, the lead, we call it lead safe work practices because RRP does, nobody really knows what that means, but it's a lead safe, you, as a homeowner, you want to make sure, are you going to follow the RRP rule? Are you RRP certified? Because there's a, there's a, a, a state or EPA federal um, uh, certification that you actually get that says that you've been trained and you're, and you're certified licensed to do this work. Mm-hmm. It's no different than having a plumber come in who's not a licensed plumber, who would do that? Uh, you're not going to have a, a non-licensed electrician come in. Who would do that? Well, everybody's got non-licensed <laughs> people dealing with their lead paint, which, mm-hmm. you know, is, is uh, again, just, just as dangerous in a, in a different way. You know, plumbing, if, you have, if the plumbing goes, well, then you have a wet floor. If the electric goes, yeah, you could burn your house down. That's, that's probably the, the top problem. Yeah. Um, and then if you, but if you have a, a renovation guy go in there and tear up your house and throw lead all, every, all over the place, you could have lead poisoned kids. Mm. So it, it's just a real deal. But so, so make sure that these people at least, at the very least, have the RRP certification. And in Massachusetts, it's called LSR, which is Lead Safe Renovator. Okay. And I think so everybody's supposed to have that, right? Or everybody who's licensed yeah. has that. Yeah. Yeah. And anybody, anybody who's working in this industry <clears throat> has to have it because if they're disturbing anything, even, even a lot of plumbers need it because they're taking walls down and things like that. If you're taking out more than six square feet, of, uh, of plaster or lead painted surface you, you need to have it or doing window replacements mm. so it, okay. it's um they do need to have it you can check it the, the, for whatever reason and this has been a problem for a long time the building codes does not require it to be on a building permit app so you can pull a building permit without being rrp certified you can you can do a job without no no one's going to check up on them before i mean it happens there, there is some checkup department of labor does do some spot checks but it's it's uh nowhere near enough. Hmm. Now, what about the people who say they want to stay in their house during a renovation? I, it sounds like that's not going to I don't recommend it. It, it depends. I mean, if, it's, if you have a big sprawling bathroom or a big, big sprawling house, you have one bathroom in the back of an L and it's easily isolated. Yeah, that's not a, maybe not a bad idea. But um, in general, you're doing a kitchen or, or, or a major remodel or, or you know, if the bathroom's centrally located, there's, there's going to be a dust release at some level. 
Hmm. Especially if they're not doing the proper um, containment. So let me just back up a little bit. Actually, if, they, if the homeowner comes in and they, and they, they hire a guy who's uh, um, you know, RRP licensed, he says, I'm going to do it. Make sure that your contractor gives you access to actually inspect their prep and make sure that they actually are using um, the poly and sealing off that area and so that the lead dust is not spreading all over your house. Because a lot of people, they do the bobblehead. Yeah, 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 we got it. They're just yesing you to death. They don't open up. <laughs> we, they, don't, they don't use any poly. They don't use their people aren't using respirators. And they're not protecting themselves, let alone you. Yeah. So make sure that you have full access. You want transparency with your contractor. Right. You do. It's your home. It's your. He's in your home. Okay. So basically, the homeowner needs to be aware that there are these rules in place, and there mm-hmm. it's kind of up to them to um, ask about it and insist on it. Yep. And that's that's about that, it. That, that, I, that's all that, you can do, really. I guess. Yeah, that, that's the safest approach. And again, if it, it, we we work with a ton of contractors, remodelers, um, who frankly they don't. It's it's the dirty work, anyways. Most contractors are very happy to once they think about the concept. This is boy, you know, the demolition and the site prep is 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 really the part that nobody really enjoys. Hmm. And if we do that, or we do the paint prep for the painters, we'll go in there and do all the dust generation, um, scraping, sanding, and all that then they could just show up and they don't have to worry about the environmental liability because now it's been taken care of by us yeah. and they're getting a clean site to work on. So that's, that's ideal. I'm also a realist. I know it doesn't happen all the time and I'm, I'm enough. Uh, I, I care about this enough to just want to make sure that people are, are hiring people who are doing lead safe work practices and, and, and not, not contaminating their homes or their neighbor's home. That's the other thing you get up there and you, you get up there and you see these painters with these grinders on staging yeah. wearing shorts yeah. and a t-shirt and there's a plume of smoke, plume of dust coming right into your into your house. You know, if you got your windows open, don't forget yeah. about five to ten pounds of lead in one gallon of lead paint. The outside of a house could have um, anywhere from you know 40, 50 gallons of paint or more over the decades. If it's a 150 year old house, it's been painted you know mm. 10, 20 times. You know, so it's uh, it really does build up. You can make a case that this. Uh, Again, they, those guys, but the, the harmless-looking guys with the shorts and T-shirts with their grinders—they're they're blowing hundreds of pounds of elemental lead dust all over the neighborhood into the soil, mm-hmm. into your open window, my, um, and all that. Tomato so, plants so into your tomato plants, which you will happily eat. Yeah. Which and the good news that lead tastes sweet, so your, t- your tomatoes might actually wind up tasting a little better. Oh yeah, that's then, the good news. <laughs> <laughs> good news and bad news, Catherine. Yeah. So if let's just say somebody does do that, because where I, I live in, I live in a town that's very dense or really close to our neighbors, and it has happened. That actually has happened at my house. So then, how do you clean yeah. up? And you have the window open. What should you do to clean up? Can you just clean up with uh, soap and water? Do you need to get the TSP? I think it is. Or, or how do you it's, clean that out of your own house? It's a real involved process. So the first thing, if you do see something happen. Um, that ounce of prevention is worth a ton of cure. Um, if you can't get these guys to stop, call the Board of Health or call the Department of Labor in Boston, and they will send somebody out there and, and, and shut the site down and make sure it's done properly. The first thing is, is don't let somebody up, uh, you know, upwind of you <laughs> contaminate your home. That's that is just uh, that's basically uh, you know um, a big problem, and it happens all the time. Yeah. And they can't look you in the eye and say, no, we're just going to continue doing this. Just, you know, go back in your house and open your windows and breathe deeply. I mean, there's a, there's a lot, they're making a bit of a mess. 
Um, at that point, um, if you do have a, uh, for example, an air conditioner running, or if, if your windows, uh, if your if your windows are open, obviously, you know, close those windows right away. Don't run the air conditioner if you think you've got a contaminated house because now you're going to contaminate your ducts. Mm. Um, and so, if it's a real big, uh, if, if something really crazy, we've seen it. We've seen it all in 30 years. If you have you have some houses where they've been contaminated in the wipe test, the lead dust sampling on the floor, they they call them wipe tests. You get the numbers back and you go, what the heck? I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's a big cleanup effort, and uh, it could have gotten into the ductwork, and I got to clean the ducts. And, and so, but uh, there's, there's lead cleanup, there's lead solutions that are designed to uh, to uh, to grab onto the lead, do a, a better job. Um, actually cleaning it's a high phosphate, like trisodium phosphate, TSP is a good cleaner, but it's harsh on the woodwork. So there's mm -hmm. certain ways to do it, but HEPA vacuum, which is a special vacuum. You don't want to use a regular vacuum because like a regular, you know, just a paper bag vacuum is going to blow the dust around the house. It's not going to stop the, the lead dust. You need a, you need a special uh, you know, high, high efficiency filter on your vacuum. Okay. Well, I find that all, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed, honestly, right now, Ron. <laughs> Well, you know, it, it's, I'll tell you, it's something, again, like I said at the beginning though, Catherine, you, you can live with lead paint very happily. And, and I, you know, these, I was just driving through some beautiful Victorian uh, neighborhood out in actually Western Massachusetts this morning out in Springfield, um, these beautiful homes and they're all lead paint, but, and there's nothing wrong with living with them as we manage properly and just be smart, just analogous to not having that fence at the top of the, uh, of the cliff in Rockport. You know, yeah. geez, man, it's the fourth person this week to fall to their death in your backyard. Maybe you ought to do something about it. <laughs> no, no, we're happy. We're good. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. We don't have to worry about that. So it's, it's just, uh, you know, uh, do, do some education, you know, as, as a homeowner out there listening, educate yourself before you do a project. Don't, don't be all um, bedazzled by trying to pick out the switches and the fixtures and you want polished nickel you want this those are all an important part of the process but just as important as making sure that the project gets off to a good start uh from the enviro and because you don't want to contaminate your own house again the, the lead lead and uh, asbestos are not to be trifled with mm. and they're pretty easy to contain when we go in there and contain just to talk for a second on that if we might add maybe a, a you know a couple it's, it's two or three thousand dollars to an average kitchen job, if you're going to drop a hundred grand in a kitchen, which is not unusual in the Boston area, um, we're not talking about oh, it's going to be double the price to do it right. No, you're you're talking about um, you know adding about a, a you know two four or five man days, you know, labor days of uh, of uh, of effort, which is going to cost a little bit more. But it, boy, mm. that's that that's uh, that's well worth it. So it's not a it's not a huge cost, and you know on the, on the high end it might be. You know, worst case scenario might be twice that, but it's it's not, you know, it, it does it it it's not the cheapest way out, but the cheapest no. way out when you're dealing with a neurotoxin in your children, probably isn't the best approach in the first place. So, right. but we've we've done some studies on it, and you know, just regular demo, a demo, a regular demo company is going to come in and just blow it out cheap and quick, and 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 everybody moves on. But um, you know, to do to do it right, to contain it, and to protect your family, it is going to cost a few grand, but it's it's well worth it. Okay. And you should do it even if you don't have kids. And even if you don't have kids. Oh, for sure. Yeah. With, with adults, you still, we still have, um, you know, health issues as a result of that, for sure. Yeah. You, get, you get all sorts of neurological problems, et cetera, but for kids it's irreversible and, it, and it's permanent loss of IQ, yeah. um, onset of ADD, lots of problems that, yeah. that are not reversible. So that's something you just don't want to even, don't even go there. Yeah. No, you don't. All right. So, 
The next thing we're going to talk about is asbestos. <clears throat> so in the next episode, we're going to cover that. Thanks for, thanks for talking about lead today. Hopefully asbestos is going to be a cheerier subject. Oh, it's going to be so much cheerier. <laughs> no, it won't. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Okay. So that was the episode on lead. And in two weeks, we'll be back with an episode on asbestos. In the meantime, if you have an idea for an episode you would like to hear on this podcast, please email me at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. And I know before I said that I was going to quit Facebook and that you should join me on a different app, but I've just been there by myself for a long time. So you know what? I'm just going to go back to um, the Facebook group. You can find it on Facebook at Talking Home Renovations. You can also find me on Instagram at Talking Home Renovations. Uh, I have a Twitter account, but honestly, I never do anything there. So let's just not, we won't go there. But do come join the Facebook group. Yeah, it would be fun to have um, some activity on there, people answering, asking questions that I could answer, or just chatting about their plans, what they're going to do. This podcast is a production of my architecture firm, Demios Architects. You can be found on the internet at www.demiosarchitects.com. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate it. And hopefully we'll see you back here in two weeks when we're talking about asbestos. Bye.